0: Crystal Tire Information Whiskey two one five three zero Wind 060 at 5. 060 Mike Juliet, the departure radar contact. Weather information from Minnesota available on
1: flight service
0: frequency. You've dialed in the Flying Midwest podcast, connecting aviators from across America's heartland. Sharing news, information, and events from around the region. Sit back, relax, and join our crew for some hangar talk as we discuss a wide variety of regional aviation topics. 7114355. 7114355. Signal, Central Central Central. And now, from our home at the Anoka Federal County Blaine flight, flight, Airport, 1. All right, our checklist is complete and we're ready for departure for another episode of the Flying Midwest Podcast. Contact you place.
2: What is going on, everyone? Jim here with the Fly Midwest Podcast, so happy you're able to join us. On this episode, Mandy and I revisit our time at AirVenture 2023. We'll talk about the cool things we experience, the great people we talk to, and the challenges of recording on location. And as always, news and events from around the region, with some friendly hangar talk along the way. So strap in, and let's take off into this episode of the Fly Midwest Podcast.
1: Welcome, everyone, back to the Flying Midwest Podcast. I'm Maddie, and I'm here with Jim. Jim, say hello. Hello. And boy, are we excited to be here.
2: We are. <laughs> we're, we're actually Sorry. back in the virtual studio again and not at Oshkosh recording tons and tons of content.
1: I don't have a response to that. I'm just reliving the memories.
2: <laughs> oh, that's what this whole episode's about, though.
1: Oh, yes. No, it'll be fantastic. I'm, like, still exhausted from all of that, and it's been, like, <laughs> what? At least almost two weeks. Yeah, we're yeah we're we two weeks removed now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, that brings up the question I have for you. Um, have you yet recovered from the adventure that is AirVenture?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> still tired, still sweating, still having a great time. You're <laughs> still sweating. <laughs> I have never sweat that much in my entire life. It yeah, it was a little um a little warm. It has a little, a little moist, but, I mean, nothing Nothing can dampen the incredible experience that is Oshkosh. Nothing can for...
2: dampen it, the incredible experience hey! except for the amount of sweat that dampened our shirts.
1: Yes. Other <laughs> than that, though, it was great.
2: I will say that the extra week after AirVenture to have a vacation for my vacation was kind of nice, but... Um... As I look through, there, I still have so much content I haven't even looked at. Well,
1: I had to go right back to work, and then I got sick.
2: Oh, that's right. Tell us about how you got sick, Maddie. We'd love to hear it.
1: I have no idea. I assumed I got a cold from somebody. It was a cold. I did test for COVID. It was negative. (laughs) That was just going to
2: ask you that. (laughs) Apparently,
1: I talked to uh, Karina, who we didn't get to have on the podcast, but we will have her on at some other point. Um, She said a bunch of their pilots came back with covid (laughs) So
2: I also Oops. know a pilot that came back with COVID. So Was it you? It was not me. Oh. So I didn't get sick after Oshkosh like you.
1: Lucky. I didn't think uh, I was. Yeah. And then on like Thursday I'm like, wow. Or no, too, Wednesday. I was like, wow, I feel kinda like garbage. But I thought it was allergies because my boss was like having trouble. Like yeah. he was he had a really bad at really bad allergies and I'm like, oh, maybe it's just me getting back used to Wichita, the allergy central of the world. Uh, no. <laughs>
2: if they have it on a sign somewhere, allergy, allergy center of the, world, of the world,
1: Yeah, they should.
2: <laughs> so speaking of our episodes, um, this, as I mentioned at the beginning, we're back in the virtual studio, so we're in the comforts of our own homes and not sweating with 700,000 of our closest friends.
1: Air conditioning. <laughs>
2: But then also marks a return of our regular format of episodes where we'll have news and events like we have every other episode, um, except for we'll have a couple of Oshkosh bonus episodes mixed in there where it will just be an interview format that we'll throw together um, to share some of our experiences from AirVenture. Um, we'll try to leave the news and events probably every other week since we're going to be pushing out a lot of content still over the next couple of weeks.
1: Awesome. I'm excited. Me too. Speaking of bonus things... I heard via a little birdie, also known as my mother, that (laughs) some people don't know we have a Patreon. We do. So if you are new or you don't listen through the episode, we actually have a Patreon. We have several levels that you can join and it helps support us. And also you get some pretty cool stuff too. So um, some bonuses for you, um, merch discounts, um, including free merch if you are uh, part of the higher levels. Um, you get to access to our exclusive blogs, bonus content, and much, much more. We have throw a lot of stuff in there. It's really fun. Come and join us in the Patreon. Consider supporting us if you like what I do. What I do, specifically me.
2: <laughs> if you don't like what Maddie does, you can still support
1: us. It'll <laughs> yeah, but... we'll go over just right to Jim. Just specify. <laughs> Consider supporting our Patreon. We really appreciate Thanks. So, Jim, I think we've done enough beating around the bush. What do we have in store for this episode today?
2: Well, I think we're going to recap Oshkosh, as if we haven't done that enough already. Um, We're going to (laughs) dive in a little bit deeper into our experience out there. We're going to dig into the highlights of the event for us, um, some of the really cool people we talked to, um, some of the interviews, um, pros and cons of making this podcast on location, and uh,
1: (laughs) some of our personal highlights. We're looking at you, beeper guy.
2: (laughs) If you listened to the last episode, you already know what we're talking about. (laughs) But before we do that, I think we should jump into some news. What do you think?
1: That sounds stupendous. I like it. Well,
2: we'll start off at AirVenture. Why not? During AirVenture this year, EAA honored the late Tom Pobresni, um, who was the EAA president for more than 20 years, with a life-size bronze statue that will be in the EAA Aviation Museum on the grounds. That was unveiled on Monday the 24th at 10.30 a.m. So the sculpture itself will be in the atrium entrance of the museum, and it's pretty similar to the one of his father, Paul, EAA's founder. The sculpture was created by famed sculptor, George Lundin. He has also created remarkable likenesses of other personalities for over his 40-year career. If you haven't seen that sculpture, it's really cool looking. Um, we will put a link to um, some of the articles in the show notes. Otherwise, you could probably just look it up uh, through EAA. But it's, uh, it's a really cool tribute, him.
1: That's awesome. It was a pretty big shock last year. If some of you aren't aware, um, Tom was a very big part, obviously, of EA, um, but he passed away last year at the beginning of the Air Venture, and it was very sad, especially at the beginning. You know, it's just right. like, so it started on a somber note, but I think everybody took Air Venture that year as a way to celebrate his life. All right, spooking it on over to Iowa, which who, I don't believe we've talked about Iowa for a little bit. So
2: now's a great time.
1: It is Iowa doesn't exist most of the time, but today it does. How could you so wish. the the Iowa Transportation Commission approved eight point eight million dollars for the fiscal year of twenty twenty four for the state aviation program. So the airport improvement program um, will fund five point three of the eight point eight million for a variety of um, different safety initiatives. Um, mostly, I'm seeing. Um, reconstructions of aprons and uh, fuel systems and a hangar roof replacement, and is funding development at 17 airports in Iowa. So some of these big projects include ones at uh, Clinton Municipal, Dubuque, Muscatine, and Mount Pleasant. So it seems like they're getting some much-needed renovation, which is awesome. So these projects um, generally include runway, taxiway, and apron development, fuel systems, navigational aids, maintenance of aviation weather systems, runway markings, windsocks, emergency Operational repairs, land use planning, air service initiatives, and the mitigation of obstruction and wildlife hazards at airports. Good grief. That was an almost direct quote from the Iowa Transportation Commission. Um, The program is funded with revenue from aircraft registration fees and aviation fuel taxes. So vertical infrastructure programs are providing $3.5 million for projects at 11 general aviation airports and eight commercial service airports in Iowa. So these are going to fund the maintenance development of facilities like terminal buildings, maintenance facilities, and hangars. And they're funded from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund. So it seems um, the Iowa DOT um, aviation director was cited as saying that these capital investments from uh, all kinds of funding sources are going to try to help keeping Iowa's uh, aviation system more competitive. So... Seems like that's something that they're focusing on, which is awesome. We love to see it, especially with a lot of stuff going towards more general aviation airports. We're usually overlooked, so it's great that that's happening. Back to you, Jim. Oh, thanks. No problem.
2: So if you live in central Wisconsin, you may have seen an uptick in military and aircraft activity over the last couple of weeks. Uh, from August 7th through August 18th, Volk Field is hosting their um, Northern Lightning 2023 Combat Readiness Training Exercise. Here's the interesting part of that. An aircraft that many believed was retired in 2008 and has been making some appearances here and there across the country has been spotted at the Duluth Air National Guard Base in Minnesota. That aircraft is the F-117 Stealth Fighter. There are three of these jets participating in the exercise, and they are from Tonopah Test Range Airfield. So these aircraft were officially retired back in 2008, but they've been used for various exercises around the country since then. Uh, they're being used actively to act as adversary aircraft, cruise missile surrogates, but they're also being used for research, development, and test and evaluation. So pretty interesting to see that aircraft back out and about um, and participating in exercises right around our part of the country. Cool. So the exercise itself is hosting 60 aircraft and a 1,000 service members uh, who will take part in these exercises. And they come from Air Force, National Guard, Marine Corps, and Navy units from states like Arizona, Florida minnesota ohio and virginia it's designed to give them a tactical level joint training experience that's wow. pretty
1: neat it's pretty neat so to end on a somber note um unfortunately i feel like this is needs to be discussed so we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit um at the end of air Venture this year unfortunately we went the whole week without almost anything happening which was really really awesome and unfortunately at the end the last day um there were unfortunately four people, pilots, people in our community, who passed away in accidents. So the second one, we'll talk about the second one first because I don't have, I don't know as much about it. But unfortunately, over in the ultralight area, um, there was a gyrocopter that collided with a helicopter, um, and unfortunately, the two passengers of the helicopter passed away. Um, the pilot and passenger on the gyrocopter were listed in stable condition as of July thirtieth. I do not have any updates on that as of now. Um, the second one hit a little bit close to home. Um, my mom and I, while we were at um, Air Expo this year, we watched this this gal, this pilot, um, getting in, starting a T6 Texan, and we thought she was the coolest thing in the world. We were so excited to watch her. Everybody around us were, you know, chipper, like so chipper and so excited to see a lady pilot flying a warbird. Um, she had a pink helmet. like she was like the coolest person on earth. We were, I didn't know who she was. Um, and, but unf- and unfortunately I never got to meet her, but her name is Devin Riley. Uh, and she unfortunately passed away in a T6 Texan accident along with her passenger, whose name is, uh, Zach Colley Moreno. Um, unfortunately they were both pronounced, uh, deceased at the scene. Um, uh, we still don't know what happened. I didn't get to meet her, but I have, she affected many, many people in the industry, she was very passionate about warbirds. She, in fact, started an air museum down in Texas. Um, her family, she flew her family's T-6 Texan. She flew into into Oshkosh. I believe she took part in the uh, T-6 Texan flyovers as well. Um, and she was very passionate about uh, getting women into aviation. She was beloved by so, so many. And it, that her loss is an incredible one. Um, that being said, she... Um, did a lot for the community and she will be dearly missed. If you would like to contribute to her uh, GoFundMe, that link will put in the show notes. If you'd like to contribute to the scholarship fund, there are stickers and patches for sale that are uh, in Devin's likeness as Fifi Nella, who is a fictional uh, symbol of the female wasps from World War II. So um, she had a big connection to the wasps. So this is definitely something that is just right. It just works. So if you would like to fly in honor of Devin, consider purchasing a sticker or uh, contributing to her GoFundMe for the funeral and all associate expenses. Her family would really appreciate it. So our hearts go out to everybody. Let's just take a moment and honor them for a sec.
2: So historically, we don't really cover um, accidents within the Flying Midwest podcast unless there's some. Um, large impact on the aviation community. And um, these two events at the tail end of AirVenture certainly had a huge impact. So uh, we would be remiss in not talking about uh, these specific incidents. So so the families of everyone affected and friends, uh, they will all be on our thoughts and prayers.
1: At, at the end of the day, this episode is a celebration of Oshkosh, which is a celebration of everything aviation. So we're going to keep on keeping on and... We're going to get into some events really quick before we uh, jump into our content of the episode.
2: Yes, we sure are. Let's talk about some events around the region. For our first event, we head over to the Painesville Municipal Airport in Painesville, Minnesota. For the Painesville Air Show on August 26th, gates open for that event at 9 a.m. and there will be air shows at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. There's also camping that will be available on Friday and Saturdays with an at-will donation and a hangar party that evening. Performers include the Vanguard Squadron, Paul Lindemann, Craig Gifford, and many more. For more information, visit PEXFriends.com. Up next, we'll head over to Bismarck, North Dakota, and your opportunity to ride on the B-25 Mitchell Berlin Express. This historic medium bomber from World War II will be on display for ground tours for $10 a person or $20 for a family, and you'll also have the opportunity to book a flight. More information and a link for that event will be down in the show notes. Next up is the Cleveland National Air Show in Cleveland, Ohio. This event takes place Labor Day weekend at the Burke Lakefront Airport, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. An important note for this event, tickets are only available online and in advance. There will be no gate sales. The event features the United States Air Force Thunderbirds, military demonstrations from an F-22, USMC Harrier, and a Super Hornet, the Aeroshell Aerobatic Team, Patty Wagstaff, and many more. More information on this event? clevelandairshow.com. Headed to Wisconsin, the 42nd Annual Osceola Wings and Wheels Event will take place on September 9th. Gates for this event open at 8 a.m. with a pancake breakfast from 8 a.m. until 11 a.m. The air show portion of the event will be from 1230 to 1:30 and feature former podcast guest, the one and only Kyle Franklin. For more information on this event, check out wingsandwheels.org. Over to Illinois, we'll go to the Northwest Illinois Air Show on September 16th 2023. This event takes place at the Alberta's Airport, and gates will open at 10.30 a.m. Tickets for the events are $15, with advance purchase $20 at the gate, and kids 10 and under are free. Performers include Susan Dacey with her Big Red Super Stearman, the Vanguard Formation Team, and Beach Nuts Formation Team, among others. More information on this event can be found at NWILAirshow.com. And finally, the Stars of the North Women in Aviation chapter will once again be hosting their Girls in Aviation Day on September 23rd, 2013, from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. at the Flying Cloud Airport in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. They're going to have a ton of static displays, opportunities for girls to learn more about aviation, speak with industry professionals, and discover pathways to careers in aviation. We will have a special episode with some other organizers coming up soon to tell you more about that event. You can also check out their website, starsofthenorth.org. And that'll do it for this episode's events.
1: How exciting. I know. You know what else is just exciting? What's that? Discounts.
2: I like discounts.
1: <laughs> I do too. Being from the Midwest, we do love a good deal. Speaking of deals, we have some deals for you. Not quite, actually. We have sponsors. If you will indulge us, we will quick talk about today's sponsors, Flying Eyes and Lightspeed. Jim, let's take pay, it away.
2: Let's face some bills. <laughs> That's kind of what we're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of.
2: So let's start out by talking about flying eyes. So that is a tent that we passed a number of times while we were at AirVenture. And I stopped in and took advantage of the opportunity to get the show discount and pick up a new set of flying eyes sunglasses for myself. So I'm going to be honest with you. They are incredibly comfortable sunglasses. They're really lightweight. um, And I've been known to break sunglasses because I'm not very kind on my equipment sometimes. Um, But these are super flexible. um, And they won't break like those cheap gas station sunglasses of my years past so the folks at the flying eyes booth were awesome to work with when i was out there and super helpful they also have options for if you've got prescription glasses so if you've got prescription lenses no need to worry flying eyes has you covered there as well the best thing about them is there's no extra clamping pressure from your headset and no gaps in those headset cups and they have a great fit so they're designed for pilots by pilots so if you want to check out Flying Eyes, there is a link down in our show notes. And if you act now, a 10% discount on your purchase of Flying Eyes by using coupon code Midwest 10 Up next, the Lightspeed headsets. Our buddy Ed was working at the Lightspeed TED throughout the event, and Maddie actually stopped by and said hello this year. I stopped by a couple times just to make up for if Maddie didn't stop. So Ed and the people over at Lightspeed were wonderful to work with as well. Um, they were out there all week helping people out figure out Uh, the latest and greatest in headset technology. So if you're not familiar with Lightspeed, which I hope you are at this point, um, they've got an established reputation for being a leading innovator in aviation headsets. Uh, Just last year, they launched a new category of products um, in their safety wearables, where they're layering their award-winning audio and AR platforms with life-saving technologies. One of the highlights of those technologies is their carbon monoxide sensors within the headsets themselves. Um, You can connect right to the Lightspeed app and you can check your aircraft CO sensor data. Um, you can also create your own hearing profile and record radio conversations and playback transmissions to help you make sure that you get all your radio calls correct. That's within their new Delta Zulu headsets. If you wanna check out those headsets, jump on to our affiliate link right down in the show notes as well and check out some Lightspeed headsets. So, if you use our affiliate links for both Lightspeed and for Flying Eyes, um, that's able to help those two companies track um, who comes to their pages from our podcasts, and that's how we are in turn supported by um, you supporting those companies. So um, if you want to check out those affiliate links and make your purchases through those, that will directly support your favorite aviation podcast, Opposing Bases. I'm kidding. Midwest <laughs>
1: <podcast>. <laughs> that was so
2: funny. I I'm thought sad. so. <laughs> I mean, they are a pretty good podcast. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> I... Shockingly, I've never listened.
2: <laughs> I'm not surprised you don't listen to ours. So. It was
1: very funny. I uh, There was a post on one of the lady pages about like, oh, uh, plug your favorite podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't listen to podcasts, so here's mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So the moment that you've probably all been anxiously waiting for or you skipped through the other stuff to get to this point in the podcast, welcome back. Um, we are into the main segment of our episode where we're going to recap our experiences of AirVenture. But I think before we do that, let's do something uh, very similar to what we normally do at this part of the episode, but a little bit different because we don't have a guest. So I think it's time for a Jim and Maddie Fast Five.
1: Ah, collective torture. Got it.
2: Yep. So not only do we have to think of these questions, but we also have to answer them. And we're going to switch off. So it'll be um, double the pressure, double the fun, like double mid-gum.
1: Double Jeopardy. You want me to start? Ladies first. Oh, wow. Thanks. Um, Okay. Chivalry's not dead, Maddie. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> Jim. Maddie. My first question to you is, what is your least favorite aviation movie?
2: Least favorite aviation movie. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with it's Iron a- Eagle. Iron Eagle. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan. A kid jumping in an F-16, and for an aviation movie, uh, maybe someone come after me. I got kind of bored with it. Fair enough. That's all. Is it my turn? Yeah. All right. As long as we're talking aviation movies, what is your favorite aviation movie? Airplane. Would you care to elaborate?
1: It's Airplane. (laughs) I think that's all I have to say.
2: All right. That's a fair point. That is all you have to say. Um, I mean, that would be my answer, too. It's an awesome movie. And I quote it at work probably daily in some way, shape, or form.
1: I think I need to start quoting it more, but in serious tones. But maybe I need to cool it with movie references anyway. I think my students are sick of it. Well, I think just
2: in general, a good like, you know, if you're going to leave a conversation and move on to another phase of your day and walk away as you depart, you can just say, I just want to wish you both good luck. We're all kind of bonus
1: points if it's only one person.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. I'm ready for the next question, Maddie. Bring it on.
1: I'm not. I wasn't thinking. Jim, what is your favorite air show venue?
2: It's AirVenture. Hands down. Yeah. I know that that's what we're going to cover, and it's probably a cliche answer, but I mean, it was before. It is even more so now. It is it is the mecca of aviation. So, um, hands down, AirVenture.
1: If you don't say AirVenture, you're kind of the odd one out anyway. So, it's not a bad other, thing. I think
2: people have their local shows that they enjoy, though. I can't, I'm not going to knock anybody out. Yeah, from that. but there's
1: just something about it.
2: It's, it's it, just the coolest, magical. Who is your favorite aviation content creator? Could be across any of the forms of media, social media, YouTube. You already
1: know who it is?
2: (laughs) Well, let's hear
1: it. I have to give the number one award for my personal most favorite aviation content creator to be the one and only Brian Turner. Great
2: answer. That's a great answer. Um,
1: It's the only answer I could have given.
2: It really is the only answer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just piggyback on that super briefly just in the space of not only do I love the content he puts out there, but he is such a great supporter of our podcast, and he we've been able to do incredible things through his help and support. So um, he's right up there for me, too. So, uh, yeah. Close second, Christy Wong.
1: I'm glad you answered your own question.
2: I know. What, I didn't mean to, but um, it, it came up. I want to give a shout-out to Christy because it seems like I ran into her about... Um, seven dozen times in Air So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes, and I did too. And I have only met her like the once. So that was very nice. She was super great. She is. Do I have one more to ask you?
2: This is the last question. Better make it a good one, Maddie. I just want to wish you good luck. We're all counting on you.
1: Ugliest airplane. Go.
2: Ugliest airplane. I don't want to use the answer that everybody else has used with the canards. It seems too easy and everyone has been using it lately. Knock. But I, I, do, I do want to use that. Um, I'll I got one for you.
1: It's that dumbest. It's the uh, the Transavia PL12. That's the, the one. Hell is that? It. Look it up.
2: That's a lot and you'll of be work. Be like,
1: oh, just look up Australia crop duster. It'll come up. It's the first thing. All right. The air truck.
2: The air truck, huh?
1: Ah. Um, <laughs>
2: I don't just think that's sort of
1: good. Thing. Look at it. It's pretty. Oh God. Pretty ugly. <laughs>
2: All right, so <laughs> I had a, an old answer. This is my new answer. This PL-12 air truck is hideous. Um, <laughs> this is now my my answer for ugliest airplane forever.
1: Yay. <laughs> it's mine. Bless it. It's, a, it's the face only a mother could love, truly.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Well, since I cheated on that, do, do you want to ask me a bonus question, or do we want to move on? Because I basically just stole what you told me to look at.
1: I mean, I knew whatever you would say could not even come close to what <laughs> I was about to show you. So, so you
2: have now introduced me to my new um, top least ugliest favorite aircraft. thing. Well, I appreciate that. Sharing is caring, Maddie. That ugly-ass airplane may be as good a place as any to wrap this up.
1: <laughs> Speaking of ugly-ass airplanes and other things, Oshkosh is where you can see it all.
2: <laughs> That's true. I didn't see one of those ugly-ass things there, but I no, assume... No.
1: I don't think ugly. there are any that more airworthy. It is awful, truly. It's a crap duster.
2: This may... We may have to just make this the episode thumbnail, and it's going to raise a lot of questions until you listen <laughs> to the episode.
1: Like, what <laughs> in the hell is that? <laughs> That's actually a great idea. I think that would um, be You know what funny. we'll do?
2: Here's what we'll do. Um, I'm going to make a... Th- money, well, One of us will make a thumbnail of this. You're better at it than I am. Let's be honest. Um... Someone make a thumbnail of this. We're going to put it in the Patreon as the alternative thumbnail for this episode.
1: <laughs> if you want to see
2: it, go be a patron. Boom. Now I got you to go be a patron.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah.
2: So here we are. All our fast five questions are done. And now we're into the meat and potatoes.
1: The nuts involved.
2: Yep. That's it. So let's talk air venture. Um, awesome week. It was incredible.
1: I didn't walk as much as I normally do. But it was also a bazillion and a half degrees out. So I feel like I was fine with that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So we both showed up Sunday before um, AirVenture officially started. Um, But we both had very different accommodations. So you stayed in Camp Scholler, I stayed in Appleton in a hotel. So um, how was camping this year?
1: It was actually good. Um, Dan and I had a new tent. So if anybody remembers the chaos that last year was with the... Probably the craziest storm that I have ever witnessed. Um our tent was not toast, but it also I don't believe it would have survived another air venture. So we got a tent that was actually wind rated for the first time. Um, and it held up. We were a little worried because new tent and everything. Um, but it survived the uh the storms, the traditional Oshkosh storms.
2: There were a couple this year towards the end of the week. Sure.
1: Oh, yeah, I wasn't there for those, but um, we left before those happened, I believe. Um, but it was, yeah, the Wednesday morning one. Yep. The Wednesday night one. I played there's one Wednesday night, like really late. No, it wasn't Wednesday night. It was, it was Thursday. It was actually Thursday. Okay. And that one was one of the scariest looking storms I've ever seen. Very, very active. Lightning yeah. was like strobes. And I saw, I like, it was like, came at walking speed. Like, I saw this thing move towards me, and it was frightening, and I have video of it that we can put in the Patreon. So, go, <laughs> go follow us on Patreon!
2: That That's probably the last time we'll say this episode, probably. Maybe.
1: Uh, no promises. Um, So, Jim, talk to us about your Appleton experience. How was staying in a hotel?
2: I'm getting older, and I like air conditioning a lot, so... <laughs> Actually, the reality of it is uh, I needed electricity for editing and and whatnot. So to have some internet and th- ability to plug in all my stuff and charge it was kind of important. So um, I got a hotel out in Appleton. Um, I'm going to use the hotel term pretty loosely. It wasn't like the awesomest hotel ever. It was was it like a Super 8 or something. Um, I don't even remember the name of it, but um, I think I got what I paid for. Uh, it was very damp in there. So like, Ooh. none of my stuff ever really dried out. <laughs> That's um, so gross. I know, um, but it was—I mean, it was—it was cold and damp, for what that's worth.
0: Um, mm, Basement
2: like. It was exactly, and it kind of smelled musty. But all in all, uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, I had a hotel I could go to at the end of the night, sleep in a real bed, um, and I had the ability to charge up all of our stuff so that we could go about making our podcast content while we were out there. So. Otherwise, our batteries would not have lasted very long if I didn't have the ability to keep charging them um, overnight the way I did.
1: Yeah. My dad and I have it kind of down to a science at this point. We have just enough energy for us to make it through the week um, with our phones that die spontaneously. So uh, we have collected battery packs over the years and we have a (laughs) a generator-esque battery pack as well. So we definitely had the ability to charge things, but yeah, I would not have been very good if we had, you know, the GoPro to charge and yeah, things like that. So that was definitely helpful,
2: right? I mean, like every night I'm going back and I'm charging, you know, I'm charging the batteries for the cameras, I'm charging the microphones, I'm charging the um, the Bluetooth device that hooks up to the audio recorder, and I mean, I'm charging all <laughs> that stuff. And I'm going through some content as best I can and trying to edit some stuff as as we go, um, which uh, was not as Fruitful as I was hoping it would be, because there's days I get back and just be exhausted, plug everything, and go to sleep. So,
1: <laughs> yep.
2: So I didn't push out as much content stuff during the evening hours as, as I maybe would have liked to, but we pushed out stuff during the day, kind of saying where we'd be at mm-hmm. throughout the events. So um, it's not I like we didn't push was anything. Just out. us two. Correct.
1: Uh, I think we well, did pretty
2: well. Hang on a second. It wasn't just us two.
1: This is true.
2: We had we had it. Uh, we had some assistance, no. um, moral support. Should we call him a groupie? Is that is that wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like because he was my transportation, we physically can call him a groupie. Okay, we will. He was one of us. He, you know Straight what? I,
2: groupie is not the right term. He absolutely was one of us. He's carrying stuff around. Um, he's taking pictures and stuff for us. So, the one and only Dave Johnson. So as long as we're right here, let's talk about it. So you're you go to Oshkosh with your dad every year, right?
1: I do. So it's a kind of a tradition of ours that my dad and I go, like, I will make it to Minnesota somehow. We make the four-ish hour drive down to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and we sleep in a tent for almost a week. And it's always an adventure. (laughs) This year, we put up the tent the fastest that we've ever put it up, so that was exciting. Um, Were you going to like, a
2: time trial or something like that, or...? Uh, yeah the first up.
1: time it took us uh like an hour and a half oh
2: okay
1: <laughs> we've got it we got it down to like 25 minutes
2: That's not like bad fully
1: like tarps down and everything yeah yeah so and then unloaded it and everything in so yeah we we did we were pretty speedy this time so uh yeah so it's always fun to be with my dad you know we've it's something, yeah, we do it every year, and, you know, we take the bikes, and so we have, um, tra- you know, transportation in the grounds, which is super, super nice. It's how I got to Media Hut to get my credentials. <laughs> it's how I did a lot of things. But yeah, it's a special tradition that I hold very dear, and I was really exciting to have Dad around this whole week. And Dad was basically pseudo-media. He, we, unfortunately, we didn't get up a pass or anything. We should have, but I didn't think of it. At this um,
2: point, he was basically part of the team, so I think next year we absolutely should. He
1: definitely came he with me into the media tent like eighty times to get water, and nobody questioned him. Yeah, in fairness, <laughs> I hope you're not
2: but in fairness, your your dad was doing an awful lot for us to take to yeah. take pictures, hanging out with us, um, and
1: I had a blast hanging out with your dad. So yeah, he he adores you. He, he thinks you're great. So, Aww. yeah, he w- did a great job being my dad. <laughs> You made the Find midwest podcast live at Oshkosh possible. Dad, I Weird. know you're listening. Hi, I love you. Thanks for everything.
2: Thanks, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Well, there's also the moments where he sat around and waited for us as we did interviews and just talked to people. So yes. he was a hell of a trooper.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm just happy to be here. So dad, thank you for being selfless and awesome. And thanks for g- keeping the badger pilot busy while we did interviews.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you.
1: So speaking of interviews and media passes and all this, being media was certainly different, wasn't it, Jim?
2: Um, it was. Um, and granted, it has been a while since I've been at AirVenture, but the vibe is totally different for us because there's a lot of times it felt like, I mean, we were working. Yeah. And some of that's probably my fault. So I apologize both to you and your dad, Maddie, that um, I packed a lot of stuff in for us. And there's there was days we're doing between two and four interviews a day.
1: It doesn't sound like much.
2: Was the most in one day four? I feel like the most was four in one day.
1: I think so. Plus, we were hunting down people to take pictures with our old guests, our old guests, our previous guests, meeting people, talking, you know, doing press releases, going to press releases. Yeah. I'm kind of going to pat us on the back because, oh my gosh, that was so much work. I was not, I like kind of knew what I was getting into, but I like just was not prepared at all for that. Well, and I'll be honest,
2: I I put it down on paper. I'm like, oh, this. This is doable. We'll do this interview with Cirrus on this day, and we'll do this on this day. And then other things found their way into our schedule as we went (laughs) along, too, that started to make it really compact really quick.
1: Yeah. And with the heat and, you know, all that stuff, it was just really, that part was really exhausting, you know, traveling the grounds and trying to just keep as much water in us as possible. (laughs) Right. Um, While, you know, being present for the interviews and getting new stuff. We yes, we collected people and interest <laughs> and interviews like playing cards. It was really, really fun. But it was it was really hard. I want to sugarcoat it and say like it was the coolest experience of my life. But and it was, it was very, very cool. We got a lot of cool <laughs> opportunities that we'll talk about yes. in a minute. But yep. oh my God. I don't know if I could do that again. <laughs> not to that, not to that scale. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we could do that. We did so much. But we got to talk to some awesome people. We got a lot of really great content, yeah. And I think we made a lot of friends. So
2: I mean, I hope so. But I think we're pretty nice to deal with, and we're very, very friendly.
1: We there was a gentleman that we spoke to who was the flight engineer on the Super Guppy, and as soon as we were introduced as media, I saw his side eye and knew this guy does not want to talk with <laughs> quote unquote media. <laughs> Like his, his face screamed distrust. Like, what are you going to say about me? And then we started chatting with him and he was just like, oh, you just want to know about what I do? That's okay. That's awesome. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's cool. Like, and he was super thrilled to be there after that. So that was really, really nice.
2: Uh, The one thing I I will mention is how accommodating people were as we were setting up interviews and working with them, like Mm -hmm. people at the EAA tent were great. Um, we were pretty well taken care of there in respects. I mean, we didn't have to worry about water the whole time and we were running back and forth like crazy. And oh yeah, it seemed like, at least for me, that that was a, a good, easy stopping point sometimes between we're going from A to B a lot of times. And I would sit in there, i kind of get my bearings. Um, I'd do some of the business of the podcast, setting up other interviews um, and forcing them onto Maddie's schedule without her knowledge. And then telling <laughs> her later... <laughs> Or even, I mean, there's times where like, we're writing show notes or on the fly before an interview and <laughs> Maddie hasn't seen them until we sit down because um, <laughs> it just, everything came together so fast on some of these interviews. So um, it was, there was a lot of great opportunities that came. Just, I can't thank everyone enough, but or I'm, I'm sure going to miss somebody, but EAA, AOPA with Kyle Lewis, the folks at Cirrus, uh, the NASA guys that helped us was the super guppy. I mean, it was, there's so many people that like, oh, we you know, we just want to tell a story or we want to interview people and get that information out to our audience. And they are awesome.
1: Everybody just wanted to talk about airplanes.
2: But it was certainly not just a spectator event for us. I mean, I think we took some moments to still just be spectators. Oh, And find absolutely. time to go and, you know, sit down and watch the air shows or mm-hmm. um, hang out with some friends or meet up with people. We still did take advantage of those opportunities when we could. But it was, I mean, we clearly were there on media credentials. Um EAA is hoping that we'll cover their event. So there is some work involved with that, Maddie.
1: Yeah, so excuse you.
2: (laughs) That was uncalled for. I apologize.
1: um, Not only did we get to meet with a lot of people and record with a lot of really cool people from the organizations mentioned and extras um, that found us along the way, but we also got to see a lot of our listeners, which was so
2: cool. was awesome.
1: It was so awesome. Also, the FAA definitely listens to our podcast on Instagram at Elise the Pilot. She works for the FISDO in Chicago, and I got to meet up with her. Uh, We were on our way to do something else, but I couldn't not talk to her. She pulled me over. She's like, hey, are you with the podcast? I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, (laughs) thank you for coming up and talking to us. I hope you can come on the podcast soon. Uh, And thank you to everybody else who came to see us at the meet and greet uh, that we hijacked. Um, And and just in the wild, uh, I guess our our merchants did its job. And we actually got um, some people who said, hey, like what you do on the podcast. And we're like, wow, people listen to our podcast that aren't parents. Amazing.
2: (laughs) I will say that, too. I mean, mean, it's not like we're getting stopped like every 30 seconds or anything like that. We're not that big of a deal. Um, but just, you know, a couple times a day to have listeners, um, recognize the shirts or recognize us and, and say, Hey, love the podcast. I mean, we really appreciate the, um, the support. We appreciate your kind words. And it was really cool meeting a lot of you folks. Here's where I made a mistake at AirVenture though. I really wish I would have taken more photos with some of you.
1: As media, we're bad at being media. (laughs)
2: We'll do better next year. But the other thing, like, I have some friends that, that bought some merch as well and they were wearing Flying Mills podcast shirts. But just about everyone I know that um, was wearing our stuff around AirVenture, someone said something to them about oh, our podcast. Oh my so, gosh. Wow. Um, to everyone who's reached out to, you know, both our friends and ourselves, um, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all that support. And it was the ones we got to meet and have conversations with, it, that was really special to me. to- to be able to have those conversations. On that note, though, we also did, um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but we did a scavenger hunt of sorts.
1: We did. <laughs> and we were mostly successful.
2: I think we had a pretty good success, right? The only one that I'm a little bit miffed about, and not of any fault of his own, um, Brian Turner. And not because of anything yeah. he did. I want to be very clear about that. It's because I saw him twice, conversed with him twice, and took zero pictures. <laughs>
0: That's okay. Not his
2: fault. And then as we get through the week, I'm like, hey, you want to try to meet up? And he was busy with Aaron and a friend, so it just didn't pan out. But I'm sure that we'll see each other again sometime in the future.
1: We'll have to just badly Photoshop each of us in a photo <laughs> together at Oshkosh. I think that would be very on the nose. For Brian,
2: for your sake, um, we're going to go through all your pictures from Osh and start Photoshopping ourselves in and probably <laughs> sharing them to your social media. So... <laughs> I feel
1: like he would actually love that, though. He, I he, he probably would, would get so a funny. kick out of that. Thank you for listening. But also keep listening because we have still a ton of content to post for Moshkosh. We've talked to so many cool people about so many cool things.
2: Correct.
1: And it's going to be awesome. So stick around. You know, we're going to be releasing stuff, I think, every week. Is that correct, Jim?
2: Uh, we're going to be posting stuff nearly every week for at least the next month or so. Maybe a little bit longer than that, but I'm just going to look through right now just as we're talking and figure out how many more AirVenture episodes I have. And I've got uh, one um, that's with Penny Levin. She is a doc who consults with um, AOPA and the Air Safety Institute on a bunch of different things, specifically mental health. Uh, she's a CFI as well. We've got our NASA episode that's going to come up where we talk with crews of the Super Guppy. And We talk to some guy Maddie might be associated with uh, as an ultralight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> damn
1: we also ta- got to talk with Lauren Jones who built his own gyrocopter he got so every year and for different categories of aircraft they have different awards at Oshkosh one of which um, he took second place in the gyroplane category he got the Lindy cool. award for this year and he's even in development and we'll hear about this and during the episode but he's in development to make a tandem version with the same company in their Midwest base so that's pretty cool We'll hear all about that very soon.
2: Yes, we will. A few weeks. Hang in for that one. And he has a connection to you that you didn't even mention. So,
1: Yeah, he was my chief pilot for a bit. He also <laughs> gave me my first flight, so that was <laughs> pretty That yeah,
2: was It was neat running into him and hearing his story and, and how he built that thing. So I'm excited for people mm-hmm. to hear that episode, too. Oh, yeah. That episode, though, brings us into a good segue for the next um, point <laughs> of order here where we talk a bit about the pros and cons of making content on location.
1: Pros, no buffering. Cons, yes. F-22. <laughs> F-22s and beeper guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, You know, not a great time to create a um, podcast episode, which, again, it is, we've ca- talked about this in the past. This is an audio form of media, so you probably want decent audio. Um, and F-22 streaming in the background, uh, it may or may not be your thing. Um, but it makes it really hard to get good in- interviews when the f twenty twos in the air show keep cutting you off. So uh, we did learn that the air show is maybe not the best time to record stuff
1: <laughs> also, our favorite airplane on the planet, the great the great deceiver,
0: <laughs> also known
1: as the Ford Trimotor, were they were running constantly as and they were they very loud. <laughs> yeah. so our mics, of course, picked them up constantly. So every twenty minutes or so, we had, uh, to take a, a momentary break and uh, let them do their thing. So that was also a fun navigate thing to navigate around.
2: Could you explain to our audience why you called the Great Deceiver?
1: So that would be my dad. Um, mm-hmm. it's that's a that's a Davism. Uh it's a Dave dad, Johnson my, experience right there. It's the it's the <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Dave Johnson experience. Um, <laughs> my dad likes to give everything names. He's always done it. Um, and just since he was a kid. For uh, example, Maddie.
2: The, he gave you a name. yeah.
1: Uh, he did uh, actually that was my mom but oh. um, yeah I know you ruined my joke uh, ever since the first year that we went to Oshkosh every time you hear the tri trimotor take off if you don't know what it is it sounds like something really cool which it is but when you see it every 20 minutes for <laughs> like s- many days in a row several years in a row you'd think you'd wisen up quick but up until like this year We still look. And sometimes I still looked just because I knew what it was and it made me giggle.
2: So (laughs) my dad calls it the
1: Great Deceiver. Um, I call it the Great Disappointment because, well, you look at it and then you're like, oh, I thought that was going to be something cool.
2: You hear this big radial engine, you're like, oh, what could that be? Something cool. Three
1: big radial engines. Oh, yeah. Thank you for correcting me. It's just the tri motor. It's just tri tri motor. motor Oh, thank you. There's two of them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I do think the the guy on that stupid scissor lift with the beeping, um, <laughs> that was definitely a con. Um, and I mean, part of this recording on location, we want that ambiance of Oshkosh and the mm-hmm. aircraft noise, a little bit of the noise in the background of the people milling about. But then this dude on the scissor lift that, so we're at the AOPA um, porch area. They've got there. Um, we set up, we recorded live with both audio and with video and This guy um, just constantly moving this stupid scissor lift (laughs) around. And every time you move that thing, it beeps. It's got the backup warning beep. Um, And he just like, he was setting up to take a photo of a group by the brown arch. Like he had to be elevated. And Maddie, there could have been more than 10 people there, right? For that picture.
1: I, I don't know. But it was regardless. It was one of those like, wow, I hate this so much. But it's like, ah, it could be worse. You know?
2: And we still within that interview have you know airplane noises in the background and the four trimotor, <laughs> so I mean it's we got the ambiance we were looking for. We just had some construction noise in the meantime, so
1: we we just needed better mics. I think we, Christy, what kind of mics do you use, and are they not a zillion dollars? Please, they
2: are going to be a zillion dollars. I'm not going to even gonna oh, ask her,
1: because <laughs> like their stuff, even I mean they, I don't know if you've listened to any of their stuff, but I I listened to the Mosaic. Right, I watched I the Mosaic watched that one, video. Yeah. Um, well, I did. And um, you can still hear the poor trimotor in the background. Yeah. Which is funny because they have the fancy audio equipment and stuff, but oh, nothing yeah. can drown out the, t- the sound of the great deceiver. <laughs> Maybe
2: that should be the title of this episode. Nothing can drown out the sound of the great deceiver. <laughs> That's the title. So, yeah, there's some and cons I... of setting up and, and doing this on location. But I think- It was think... so fun. Yeah, the pro is we're doing it on location. And I think that though I, I would do it a little bit differently with the live episode that we did where we had people coming in and actually watching, it'd be nice for them to be able to hear what we're talking about because they're they're a bit set back and some of them had to move in closer to hear what we're saying. But um, when we interviewed Penny Levin, they kind of just watched in the background as we set up our stuff and hung out and then kind of filtered out as they couldn't hear anything. Other places like like taking off, they had speakers so people that came up could hear what they were talking about. Um, yeah. and not just be in the background. So, I mean, that...
1: But, you know, they're also a professional production. We're amateur hour, so...
2: Correct. Amateur hour all day long. But, again, it was still cool to have listeners coming and watching as we did our thing, mm-hmm. so...
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it was really pro. fun. It was really cool being able to interview in person. There's something... Yes. ...really special about that. Like, we can do a lot of editing magic here, uh-huh. but there is something about being with another person and like interacting with a real human being in real time. thats just lovely. It's yes. very nice. Us taking a break to watch the super guppy take off like nerds.
2: Yes. Delaying an <laughs> interview by at least 10 minutes to watch the super guppy and no one had a problem with it. Everyone's cool.
1: Oh yeah. No. In <laughs> fact, Kyle was the one who started it.
2: it He's the one who is, went over to the fence. AOPA is Kyle Lewis. This is all your fault. The pros are just being there and being able to do this in person um, with people was just really fun. And we, the other pro oh, yeah. we have so much content. So,
1: oh my gosh, it's simply mind boy. Like saying we have enough content to post like every week for a month doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it is. was a lot to do in like <laughs> five days.
2: It is. I think just for reference, um, for people just, I don't know, gee whiz information. We have episodes to fill space until November. Um, between things that we've already recorded before air venture stuff we recorded at AirVenture, um, we have a lot of things to push out still. So uh, we've got plenty of content coming. I hope that you will enjoy the efforts we put in and the content we push out.
1: Jim, what were your personal Oshkosh highlights?
2: Uh, the people, 100% the people. I mean, yes, the aviation stuff is awesome. The aircraft that were there were awesome. The opportunities, And seeing the super guppy up close and being in the flight deck, all that stuff was super awesome. But I have to say the people, um, again, interacting with um, our listeners, interacting with past guests, um, as Christy Wong put it a couple episodes ago, collecting new friends. And doing
1: hood rat things with your friends.
2: (laughs) It was just a really great experience connecting with all those people. And I cannot wait to do it again next year.
1: How about you? Ditto. I have nothing to add.
2: I thought you were going to say that be... Dave Johnson experience was your favorite part the of the Dave Oshkosh.
1: Johnson experience was <laughs> quite quite something. That was my personal highlight. I mean, it is the thing I get to do with my dad. Yeah. Although this Oshkosh experience was a little bit more businessy, my dad goes, you know, and he said this. He goes because he is investing in my future, and one of these things is, you know, kind of making contacts and yeah. meeting people in aviation and. He was so awesome the entire time. It was really great having the Dave Johnson experience and also meeting <laughs> all the people and also the breaks of air conditioning. I think I don't think anything's ever felt better.
2: Well, Maddie, I think it's that time of the episode. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Are you ready mm. for this? No. Well, it's <laughs> too bad. It's happening. <laughs> we are going to discuss our air venture on popular opinions.
1: Air adventure unpopular opinions.
2: Yep. So, Maddie, would you like to go first or should I go first?
1: I'll go first. Bring it on. Is yours inflammatory?
2: Uh, Mine, I think people are probably going to agree with.
1: People aren't going to agree with me. Bring it on, I'm gonna. I'm going to... My Oskosh unpopular opinion is that putting your chairs by the flight line, yeah. as long as it's not butted Oop. up in the first three rows is not a sin who the heck wants oh. to carry their chair around all day
2: i thought you were going the other direction with that
1: Mm-mm. it's not a sin okay not a I sin am, okay i know because i mean my, i might be biased because my dad and i have been doing it for many years and i didn't know like nobody says anything that's not like a everyone rule does it force. it's because everybody does it and then there are people who are like i'm gonna throw all the chairs i see in the garbage it's like You freaking touch my chair. But people get really annoyed by this. Apparently it was a rule back like five years ago or so, but they don't enforce it anymore. And there are people who are just get up in arms about it. But who's going to be sitting in the sun for like six hours just to reserve a spot? Like who is going to sit in that heat? That is not healthy and it is not good. Like that is ridiculous. And expecting people to carry around chairs with no way of like checking them or putting them anywhere That's silly. Uh, So that is my unpopular opinion. What's yours? Mine is,
2: we're fortunate enough to not have to experience too much of this because of um, working with some of the different companies and vendors and stuff that were out there. But the food prices are freaking ridiculous. Ugh. That's not really unpopular, though. I think everyone thinks that.
1: It's unpopular because everybody gets mad about it. Also, whomever does the merch for EAA, the stuff you guys have been putting out has been pretty decent, but can you please have a couple of shirts that are not 100% cotton? I am sick and tired of listening to my dad whine about everything being cotton for like <laughs> three days straight.
2: Including our shirts.
1: Oh, shoot. He didn't complain about those. But he could sport. have. He could have.
2: You're right. He didn't he, complain about our I shirts. Didn't,
1: but... I made him one that was dry fit, the orange one. Oh, okay. That one was the oh, dry yeah, fit. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that now. Okay. He likes that
1: one. Yeah, EA fixed prices. This is. I feel like this is reasonable commentary, right? Yeah. we were reviewing the event. Hey, it was really freaking expensive. Yeah. And it's not the vendor's fault. I know that for sure.
2: It's probably not an unpopular opinion. It's probably a very popular opinion. Um, it, that was just my hot take. I think that just about covers it for our recap of Bashkosh. I think that does
1: it. Thank you again to everybody who we got to see, who got Absolutely. to talk to, get to interview. We love you all. It was really a lot of fun. You guys made it for us.
2: And I hope that those of you who weren't able to go to this this year aren't like, oh, gosh, more Oshkosh stuff. We're hoping that you're able to live vicariously through our experiences and not go, oh, these guys with the Oshkosh, they won't stop. Um, it's just such a great event. It's such a great opportunity to get that content that we're hoping that you will enjoy that. There you go. We
1: did it not just to be annoying because it's the thing we have to do because we're it'll be our big break or whatever. We did it because we love airplanes. Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole point. Absolutely. So. so
2: what do we got coming up on our next episode, Maddie?
1: So the next episode we have on, back on Amber Peterson. We had her on... Um, quite a while ago. So it's been uh, a while. It was wonderful having her back. We also had a wonderful woman named Mina, and together they talked to us about Girls in Aviation Day, which is an event that will occur on September 23rd of this year. Cannot wait to share that episode. It's really, really fun.
2: Yeah, it's a really great event, and it's not just for girls to get interested in aviation. It's for just about anybody, but obviously their focus is to get more girls, more women interested in aviation, and what if They can teach little boys that girls can be pilots, too. That can be eye-opening as well.
1: And again, don't forget, we have merch. It's pretty cool. We also have a Patreon, as I'm sure you've noticed throughout the episode. Yeah, we've it
2: out pretty sick, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: (laughs) Mom, this goes out to you. Thank you for mentioning that, because, yeah, we should tell people about that.
2: We typically do, but it's at the end of the episode. We do it at
1: the end, but my mom apparently doesn't listen to the end, and she's like, I didn't know you had a Patreon, so, Oops. She's missing all of the bloopers.
2: That might be better for you, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you want to support us via our merch or via Patreon, those links will be in the show notes. We really appreciate your support.
2: And if you are interested in being on a future episode or have an episode idea for us, you can reach out to us on any of our social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can contact us by email, blindbitwispodcasts at gmail.com.
1: We thank you again for your listening and support. We couldn't do it without you, and we wouldn't want to do it without you. So thank you for being here. Yep. And until next time.
0: Minneapolis
1: Center
2: See ya.
0: Thanks so much for joining us on the Flying Midwest podcast. Until next time, podcast service terminated. Squawk VFR. Frequency change approved. Good day.
1: So, that's not a good transition. What What so, is this last thing?
2: I don't so, remember.
1: All of you, listen up. Just kidding. Don't actually put that in there. Do you um, not
2: think that's going to show up somewhere? Like at the end of the episode after the credits? Okay,
1: that's that's fine. That's not how I actually wanted to introduce <laughs> this, okay, though. Okay,
2: okay. Do so you want to <laughs> talk about what we're going to talk about? Do you want to talk about what we're going to talk about for this I episode? Don't... Talk, 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 talk. How many times can I don't say talking Honestly,
1: what are we even talking about so, so I don't know. These Jets are participating in this... Uh, I'm just tired. Everything's harder when you're tired, Jim. You understand. We were both toddlers once. I Everything's know. hard I, when you're tired.
2: New pair of wonderful... Oh, wow, those <laughs> words all came together once. We oh, didn't there get was one, a one that time.
1: Oh, I you, didn't get a one. Because well,
2: well, I'm never one. Boo.
1: One is the loneliest number, Jim.
2: I've heard that. <laughs> I heard that earlier in this episode. So I wrote in here, cover fitting. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? I know I wrote it, but. Uh, I have no idea. I, I got it figured out. Oh. I should cover um, how they fit and that there's no clamping pressure. So all right, anyway. There, I think I covered that well enough, didn't
1: I? I am so. God
2: damn it. <laughs> <laughs> should I keep going? Let's see. I
1: got four notifications. Who liked my stuff? <coughs> Nobody. Um,
2: <laughs> I think they have a idea. Yeah.
1: What? What is your... Are you joking? She brings <laughs> the loudest toy that she owns. Like, you know
2: what? I know I know what you're up to. So let me um, play you this song of my
1: people. <laughs> Honestly. Give it. Give it. Give. We hope you love it just as much as we do. I regret my entire life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, my dog. It's <laughs> really loud. Who liked my stuff?